Welcome back, fight fans, to another episode of the Ultimate MMA Podcast. I hope you're all well. We're going to be sinking our teeth into the world of MMA this week, talking the UFC in recent weeks, UFC 261 this weekend, and Bellator MMA. But before we kick off into the main show, we are very lucky to be joined yet again by an MMA fighter that has future champion written all over him. As always, I'm your host, Jake Jones, and I'm joined this week by an absolute unit of a man. A guy who's so chiselled at 205 pounds that he could challenge Big Arnie to an arm wrestle. A gentleman who will have his eyes fixed, a firm on this Friday night's main and co-main event. It's none other than the Lith- uh, than Lithuania, sorry, Julius Angliscus. How are things, mate? I'm uh, really good. Thank you for having me. I'm um, excited about this Friday. Still feeling good. Um, each on each fight, I cut weight better and better. It seems like. Absolutely. So um, I'm happy. Mate, you are literally, every time you weigh in, I'm like, how does that man make 205 pounds? But make it so perfectly as well. It doesn't look like you struggle at all. Um, you, you look like you're a perfect fit for this class. Um, I mean, how how is the weight cut currently going? How's training going? Obviously, we've had a bit of a strange year. Yeah, year was definitely strange. I had a little injury after my last fight. Well, during the fight, mm. I had a little like, arm tendon, a um, little slight tear, so I had to take some time off and then ease into the training but timing was good for this one uh, i think i'm all healthy all ready to go um and it's no different than my last fight for my last fight i had rib injury to worry about mm-hmm. but i still got the job done and for this one i had my arm injury to worry about but um, i think the training camp went good and um, i think i'm ready I, everything feels good now and um Weight is coming off nicely, and yeah, last time I left too, I cut too much weight the day before, and I could not sleep. So this time I'll try to cut a little bit less weight and just wake up earlier, and cut the rest then, just so I could sleep tonight. So each time it's a little different, finding little tricks, mm. and as I get older, I'm sure I'll have to change those tricks as well. So. So it's just lots of experimenting. What do you walk around at as, as your usual walk around weight? Uh, right under 230. Okay, so it, you, you have to shed about 20 pounds or so, but um, it's not too much to uh, say that as long as you do it safely within like, like a six-week period, uh, it's very, very doable. Right, but I always stay in shape. I'm not like under 230 with like, with fat on like I'm already in shape all the time um, so at the end it is it does kind of get a little difficult to cut the weight but I did a pretty good job last time and right now same thing just still eating still getting my fluids in is just today I'm gonna start shrinking down on water I think each time just I do one day sooner where I start eat cleaner and less carbs, less stuff that would hold on to the water. Mm-hmm. And I'm surprised how good I feel right now. So hopefully I feel good tonight yeah, yeah. before going to sleep. Mate, that's amazing to hear. Um, I, I kind of put it in the intro, guys. Literally, you should check out Julius's Instagram. This man is torn at 205 pounds. It's, it's crazy that you... I don't think you could actually put another inch of muscle on you. <laughs> I said, like, there are some people who you look at in a weight class and you go, nah, they should be a weight class down and they should go up. You seem to just have that perfect balance, so I'm glad that this cut's going well. Um, are you still doing your main camps at uh, St. Charles? Yes. 
yeah mm -hmm. awesome that's good to hear as well because obviously we kind of spoke about this before the uh we got onto the podcast but you're kind of going in with the same not necessarily game plan each time but um same you and and it's working you you're winning every single time so i'm glad to hear that you stuck with that um a big thing i want to go into so your opponent gregory milliard is making his bellator debut um what do you think about the guy and how do you see the fight playing out how how have you trained for him um he's good he definitely has a different style than i've seen before um i couldn't find too much footage of him mm -hmm. but whatever i found he He's stronger and he's he's a ball of muscle and he hits really really hard. Like all his finishes are literally with just strikes or ground and pound. So I have to assume he's gonna hit you really really hard. And and some of the footage that I saw, he like stands still. He does not move much. But the second you get closer, he just fires shots yeah. really really hard. Very so, explosive as a fighter. Right. So I'll have to. Maybe throw some fakes, or some feints, just to have him bite on it, just to. Cause yeah, it, it's 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 interesting how he just stays still and he fires. He has a good jab, good jab, really really good jab. He really fires down straight the line. Mm -hmm. I think it's gonna help me being a little bit longer than him. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'll get to go in just a little close to bait that jab out of him and then move back. We'll see how that goes. Um, as I said, he's he's a big old boy, but yes. what you said is what what we've seen in the past for yourself is that in your fights you are so good at grinding people down. You are so good at kind of maintaining your fitness throughout the fight, but having people up against the cage, slowing them down, and making sure that that explosive power is nullified completely. So it's going to be an interesting battle between two people who fight very differently, but also are very powerful in their own ways. Um, I mean, you mentioned as well that the way he gets his finishes, he he's very explosive and very good ground and pound as well. So I think he's finished out like 10 or 11 of his 13 wins. Do you feel this poses any threat to you? Because, correct me if I'm wrong, but you haven't been finished. Uh, yes, my, my loss I was finished. I had to um, put in an um, arm triangle. Sorry, was um, second TKO'd, sorry. Uh, I should say. Yes. Um, but... I mean, a guy like that with such a good resume of finishing people, it's definitely a threat. Mm. I can't look at him lightly. Like, that's his thing. No, and that's not... Yeah, so if that's his thing, he doesn't have, like, too many submissions, too many decisions. So if he wins by just smashing people, like, and he's done it consistently, I need to watch out for him, because obviously he's good with that thing. He does something right, so um, and if if not that, then there isn't much else. Mm. So that's the only thing I need to like really, really pay attention on. Because if he hits hard, he only takes one, and uh, I mean it could be bad night for me if I take it too lightly. No, absolutely, you can never overlook an opponent. But I also right. like your authenticity there and in your honesty. Is that too many people say no? I'm not. Uh, that that's not a threat to me, no, blah blah blah, and then they they'll kind of shrug it off. Um, as I said, it's realistic to look at it and say, look, he, he might have had ten or eleven of his thirteen wins by TKO or knockout, so of course that's a threat to anyone. Um, but as I said, is is the game plan with yourself to to see it out and, and do do you particularly want a finish or would you like to grind out over the three rounds and and do what you do best, break someone down? I think I definitely would like to get the finish because. Of course, it would look better. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but I mean, at the same time, you can't force the finish. If you force it too much, it might not end well for me. So I just need to do what's right and I need to capitalize on his mistakes. The more mistakes he makes, the more likely I'll get to finish him because that's what happened with my last two opponents. Like I was throwing punches and especially last guy, like I threw so many hits, but he just won't go down. I was mm. surprised how tough he was. And if I would have been excited and thrown too, too much, then maybe I would have been tired or maybe I would have missed and he would have taken me down. So I just can't get greedy. I have to do my thing because I said in a few other interviews that everybody's good now. You can't just finish people. Everybody's tough. So yeah. I'll, if I get the finish, amazing. I'll definitely would like to get that. I'll just I'll just do my thing. I'll just try to stay sharp. And if I start piecing him up, and if he'll crumble, great. Then finishes mine. But if he's too tough and standing in there, I just I can't force it. Well, I think it was um, Conor Gregor, wasn't it, who said precision beats power, um, and, and it's very true that, that you can't just go out there swinging, and especially against guys like this, who obviously has said his resume is looking good um, for the mm -hmm. knockout, and he is a big guy. But if yes. he does go in there a bit too hasty, if he really looks at that knockout, you are the best guy to be in there and say, well, after a round now of you swinging and you missing, you're knackered, I'm feeling pretty good. Um, mm -hmm. And then that's that's your time to, I guess, pick the finish. Obviously, it, any any time in MMA, a finish can happen, but especially in the heavier weight classes, um, you can either see a finish very early on or later on when uh, the fitter guy prevails. Um one thing that this might put, be personal to me, but I'm going to go out there and say it. I'm a bit pissed off so far about your Bellator story. And the reason I say this, <laughs> you, you're a guy who's came in here off a good win in the Dana White Shoes Out Contender Series over Carl Reed, but you, unfortunately you didn't get the contract. You then sign a great deal with Bellator. You hand the 11-0 Jordan Young his first loss. You beat the rising star in Alex Polizzi. You get fifth in the Bellator rankings. And then you get a debuting fighter. Put some respect on his name. Put some respect on Julius Angliscus. Um, how did you feel about when, when this came through, um, Gregory Millard, in opposed to, say, even the, the being involved in that tournament? Um, well, first was the talk about the tournament, and I wasn't sure if I'm going to be put in it. There was a possibility. Um, but then they signed Brumble and Yoel, so it's like, okay, I guess they're going to be in it. Because before, I was like right on the line. I might be on it. I might not. If not, I can't be too upset because I only had two fights. I'm still kind of early in the game. So I would not have been too, too mad. I would have to understand their decision. Um, but I was definitely surprised that they ranked me number five. But then I kind of thought about it. It's like, well, I guess Yoel and Rumble haven't fought yet. So once they fight, they're going to be in the rankings as well. So they couldn't put them in the rankings when they haven't even competed in the Bellator yet. Mm -hmm. um, and I th it's a tough one because with me, like I've had good performances. Some performances were just a little bit more questionable. I would say my contender series was a little bit iffy. Mm -hmm. I did not fight in there like how I fought in my best performances. So I think, and I'm not too mad about it, Maybe they just trying to make sure that my last two wins were not a fluke. Um, we thought maybe this this fight would have been with somebody with a big name, 
but Bellator says like uh, we want to see Julius do one more middle fight mm-hmm. which I could be angry about it or I could be okay with it and I just I just I just have to I guess accept it not to be sad about it and it's a process um, it definitely puts a little bit more pressure on me I feel because now it's like I have a target on my back I'm number yeah. five and I'm fighting somebody who's signing with the Bellator so and it's not like he's not good he is good so I think it is a little bit more risky for him than for me than for him but at the same time I think it's good for me to learn and experience all these weird scenarios where I have a target on my back I'm fighting somebody without a name versus just everything going my way everything is just going my way I need to accept that this is a sport combat sport and I'm not gonna get everything um, the way I want it no I, t- I totally get that um, as I said I mm-hmm. personally I think it's because I've obviously followed your story a little bit closer to some of the people who might be new to you um, and I get that but, but for me I guess as well is even in the Jordan Young fight he was 11 and now I think there was quite a few eyes on him for the Alex Belisi yes. fight as well he obviously came with a great win over Carvalho but um, for me I felt a little bit like even in like the media days you weren't involved with it and he, he was he was put forward and I think don't overlook what you've done with it because you've gone there you've demolished both guys um, in, in very very confident wins so I kind of feel that this time because you are fifth ranked I would have liked to seen you get a bigger name there um, but obviously you can't overlook who you're fighting and I guess the only bit mm-hmm. that I would be pissed off with it is that we mentioned this guy has some finishes on this record there's quite a high risk there that if you get caught early on there is a lot to lose Mm -hmm. but equally as I said um, as you've mentioned if they want to see you fight one more guy like this then after that you're in a pole position after beating this guy you're there to say right I've done everything I've put up to the test if there's a target on my back come face me but if not I want to push up I want to get that fourth third second first rank place so, yes. Yeah, I I, t- I do get it both ways. Um, but you, you said to me you were shocked that you were fifth, or surprised. Yeah, I was like it was uh, not in a bad way. Like I was actually, oh, this is cool. Like I like it. It kind of shows that like, it tells me that Bellator likes me mm-hmm. and that they have their eye on me. Right. Um, I think once you Allen. Um, Rumble fight, I'm sure one of them will be above me. I don't know. I just assume that. Always assume like the worst possibility. Um, but being fifth, it is like, oh, thank you. Like that's a nice surprise. Like you guys guy you guys got some faith in me. Well deserved recognition is what it is. Um abs- right. absolutely. And I'm- now like there are some mind games as well. It's like do they put me there just to see me get um dropped down from for the other guys do they like building this fake name on me so like other guy could come in and beat me and take all the hype away from me uh probably not but it's definitely i always think both ways like oh this is so cool but then i'm like wait a minute are they playing a trick on me but <laughs> well no of course i always think like crazy nonsense all the time 
No, no, I, I totally get that because obviously the rankings as well was a huge thing. That when it came out, everyone was like, "Shit, okay, Bellator are doing what everyone said to do, and they're getting rankings now." So no one mm-hmm. knew what was going to happen with that, and especially where they conducted it with because it was actually um, members of the media, wasn't it, who put the rankings together? So you have had enough people in the media look at you and say, "Right, he's the fifth ranked person." Not it's not Scott Coker putting that together. It's actually media members saying you are the guy to stand out, and I think that's one thing you need to take, I guess, as confidence, is that there's no mind games going on from Bellator. You're in that position now that you are fifth ranked. If you get that win, you go 10-1, and one, and everyone says, this is Julius Inglis' fifth rank in Bellator, in the world for Bellator. It's not just, so it's not a smaller division than that. It's it's, it's amazing, um, the, the, yeah. the, the level you're at now, the promotion you're in. So, I'm I'm very looking forward to seeing you get that, that victory, and I'm very looking forward to seeing Julius Anglissus becoming that name that everyone goes, he's a beast. Like he's he's <laughs> he's going to get these big names now. So back in um, December um, last year, I actually put a a a, a um, mock up of the light heavyweight World Grand Prix together, um, and you were in there as as one of my stand-ins. So I, I put the eight fighters in there, and the only one I got wrong was Gegard Mousasi. Um I thought they might push him for a second title, but then. Obviously, he, he, he probably doesn't want to go up to the weight. Um, so, yeah, you would have get, got in there. And it was Dov Letzan who they actually put in instead. What did you think about the eight chosen fighters? Um, and was there anyone else that you thought could have gone in there? Um, I think there was... I'm not too familiar with like other fighters besides who are in the tournament. Um... I think there were like a lot of people who were considered to be in it, mm-hmm. but they just couldn't be put in because you just have to choose eight. So I'm sure there were like few extras that could have been like me. I think uh, um, Carl Arbrickson, I think his mm-hmm. name is or something. I was supposed to fight him, but they switched stuff up. Um, so I'm not sure who else, like how many other 205ers are there. That were just kind of slightly under the radar, but I think I think the tournament makes sense. Um, it's it's tough guys, good guys, good names. Um, I'm not sure who the Russian guy is who is fighting um, Corey Anderson. Yeah, Dovletsan. Um, but at the same time, I'm sure he's good, or else he would not have been picked. Yeah. Um, so that's what I was going to say with Albrechtson. He's a strange one because he holds a win over Nemkov. So obviously holds a win over, right. over the champion. You would expect him to be in there. But when he signed for Bellator in his debut, I believe it was, I'm just looking now, um, he lost to Phil Davis. So I mm-hmm. think because of that, he then went away for in Superior Challenge 21. Um, and uh, I'm not being funny. That was against an, a guy with a record of 18 and 20. So 18 wins, 20 losses. I think that's probably why he wasn't put in the in the tournament if he'd got that win over Davis I think he'd be straight in there but because right. because obviously in his debut it didn't live up to what people thought it was going to be um, yeah he, he's, he's he's not featuring it but he, he's also a guy fighting on um, Friday night fighting uh, Nemkov's brother so that could be an interesting matchup that's looked at um, depending on obviously what happens in the in the tournament and what happens with yourself is there any person in this from that eight that you would specifically like whether it's Nemkov Anderson uh, Rumble Johnson or Romero for me to fight yeah um, 
I have not picked anybody, but a lot, a lot of people, even from my gym and just like in general, everybody wants me to fight Machida. Mm-hmm. I have nothing against Machida. I never even thought about fighting him, but for some reason, everybody is saying like, Julius, you should fight Machida. Julius, you should fight Machida. Da 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 da. And I'm like, that's interesting. Like, I don't see him like any differently than other guys at the tournament. Like, he's a legend. He's good, just like everybody else. It's just somehow it makes sense to everybody that I should fight him. So, well, the legacy honestly, of Leo to Machida is is incredible. I, isn't I, it? I, Absolutely, and yeah, I don't know why people want me to fight him. They say it's gonna be a good fight, good for me, and yeah, he's like awesome guy and great legacy. So if that's what people want, if this if this fight goes well, then all right, let, let's do it. Because um, I'm sure after this fight, I'll be in the in the pool with everybody. You could be, I could maybe fight ever anybody. That's what, like, if I perform just as well. Um, so, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I'll just go with Machida. <laughs> since, yeah, no, since everybody I, wants I, that. I, I love the fight. Um, obviously, Machida's come off his loss to Bader as well. So, for yourself, that kind of makes sense in the rankings of Bader, the former champion in there. Um, mm-hmm. A guy who who people think is going to do very well in the tournament. And, and Leota's obviously got his his legacy as well, his history if you can go in there and, and get the win, um, that will kind of prove why you are in that ranking at fifth place. Um, and then mm-hmm. it kind of introduces you to the Grand Prix as well, because although the Grand Prix will still go on as it's meant to with the, with the semi-final, etc., and then the final, you will then be there going, well, he was involved in it, so I'm going to build up from here. Um, I think that's brilliant. Another completely um, separate, really interesting bit of news that came, obviously you are Lithuanian, uh, you European club in you, Bellator made a deal with the BBC in the the UK. Now that is one of the biggest things if they had their Showtime deal, but for UK MMA, Bellator and the BBC made a deal together. Um, would you be having any eyes on that as well? Obviously, as said, having European descent in you, um, is that something that you would like to maybe explore this market at all? Well, like you go to UK? Yes. Absolutely. Um, I, I th- Yeah. I don't see why not. Um, I'm sure there are some Lithuanians out there. So it's, yeah, I mean, fighting only in the United States, like, sure, it's great. But again, like, the fighting career, it's fighting and also getting fans and exposure. So I think it would be a must. It, It definitely would be a must for me to go out of country somewhere like UK or anywhere else in Europe. Um, I think that's just something I would have to do to mm. expand my brand. Absolutely, mate. And I'm sure I'm sure that is something that's going to be great. Um, you mentioned about, well, I've mentioned obviously about your heritage. Um, tell us, I guess, your story as in what got you into fighting? I think me and you spoke about this said about a year and a half back, and it was you and your brother, wasn't it? You used to was it basketball you played together, or a, yeah. and then you, you transitioned to MMA. Um, what has your journey been like to to where you are now in Peloton, one of the biggest promotions? You are ranked fifth in that. Did you ever see this being your career? Uh, ish. 
<laughs> yeah, because it was just... Like, sure, I wanted to do big things, but I never thought about... I never really had... Oh, I had that on my mind, but I was focusing on the next task. So I was just like, okay, next show, next show, next fight, win this fight, blah, blah, blah. Then I just started getting into, like, better and better promotions. My record was going up. So, like, of course, I had that big dream. But I think I was doing a good job by just taking things piece by piece and just doing one thing right at a time versus trying to bite off too much that I could chew. Um, I definitely didn't think of Bellator. Like, it was, it was definitely a name. But whenever you turn on the TV, all you see is UFC. You open Instagram, all you see is UFC. Mm -hmm. So everybody wants to go to UFC, so that's what I thought it's gonna be. But when I did not get signed, well, now they would sign me. They called me halfway through my first Bellator fight. Um, but... Did they? Now, yes. Sorry, so the UFC chose not to sign you after your win on the Dana White second Night Contender Series, then after your win against Jordan Young, you got a call from the UFC. Uh, during it. <laughs> during the fight, yeah, they, they called asking if I'm just one fight deal with Bellator or multi-fight deal, because I guess they had something for me. Um, and we knew that might happen, because a lot of people who win and don't get signed, they get called up anyway. Mm -hmm. So we knew that was going to happen, but Bellator offered a contract. And so we're just like, do we wait or do we go with Bellator? And, and Bell Bellator have actually shown interest in you there. Um, it, I'm not saying right. the UFC isn't something that would ever interest you in the future, but Bellator have said, look, we see something in you here that we want to promote. And, and as I said, even being now ranked fifth in the rankings, it's a little bit of a um, kick in the teeth to kind of come off afterward and say, oh, is it just one fight? I, I mean, I, th I think good on you for sticking with Bellator there. Yeah, and I think right right now, since I'm already in a big promotion, mm. now I just need to play the promotion game and just do all the things right and just win my fights here. Um, not to do something dumb that would make them look bad. Now I just need to be a company man and... Now it just comes down to making the living. Yep. Because um, at the end, that's all it is. Like, we can chase for all the fame, all the fame as we want, but if you're not getting paid, eh, it's. That's what you need to survive. Because, like, we don't have, like, no backup plan. I mean, sure, I went to school, but you can't retire from fighting and get, like, keep getting money for it. Uh, so. I think if, if Bellator keeps me paying well, right now it's okay, I would say, the beginner stuff, but once we negotiate, when things keep getting better, and if they keep liking me, and if the pay is good, then I don't see a reason why I should leave Bellator. But if, if UFC wants to do something big, and then I would switch, no big deal. But as right now, it's just the fame thing is kind of being put to the side now yeah, it's just that, that about making that good living yes absolutely the um if you don't want me asking are you able to shine any light on your Bellator deal do you have a certain amount of fights left on it or have you re-signed at all uh so my fight was my fight contract was um four fights or 16 months 
Okay. And and uh, I'm not sure how many months it went by. I think it is close to like a year and a half already. Mm-hmm. But this is my third fight. We are planning to resign after this one. We were thinking to renegotiate before this one. But it would not have been for much, much more money than I would want. So if we would, if we win this one, if we perform good, then we can renegotiate for much, much more. So yeah, after absolutely. this one, we'll scratch the old contract and we'll get the new one. Well, if, as, as I said, if you get the win here and then you're facing a guy like Leo to Mashida, then right, th- then it's a very good position for yourself to negotiate and say, look, this is what I want. Um, and, and also, as I said, then if you beat Leo to Mashida and that is the end of your four-fight contract, I can't imagine Bellator going to go, nah, he's got a four-fight win streak with us. He's beat a guy like Leo Mashida. Ah, uh, now we won't sign him anymore. Um, they're they're going to say, "What do you want?" Put it down. Uh, they'll they'll throw a check at you, and you'll uh, you'll be able to say the number. So I think that's a good choice. Um, now, just before we kind of start signing things off here, one other thing I want to talk about, and it, I mentioned it with your heritage being Lithuanian. Um, if you don't want to get into it, I completely understand. But one of the big things that's come very recently is a controversy with Rose Namajunas um, with her fight with Wiley Zhang in the UFC. Um, mm-hmm. Rose made a comment that was better dead than red, uh, referring to communism and, and, and um, yeah, the chi- Chinese regime. A lot of people have tried to defend Rose regarding that and, and have said about the history of Lithuanians. Is there anything that you could, I guess, even help myself understand with it or help any MMA listeners out there that might either defend Rose or complete the opposite and say, that's not what it is? Um, I think comment like that can be compared to literally any comment that's online and that makes people freak out mm-hmm. or love. It's 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 her opinion, and there is only one way to interpret it, and it's whatever it's in her head. Right now, thousand people, hundred thousand people are looking at that comment. And that comment is being interpreted in a hundred thousand ways. And most of them are wrong. So I try not to get worked up about it. And I'm not, I don't want other people to get worked up about it or like take it in the wrong way. Um, I think, I think I read somewhere that her grandfather was shot or something. Yeah. I I think there was, there's, there's been a history there for sure. Right. So she has all right to say it. If people don't like it, no big deal, because it does not affect them. Yeah. Whatever. Um, and because that happens literally with every single comments that people say about the race, about politics, and suddenly they get this giant outburst of people and everyone hates you. So I think it's her opinion and it's definitely interesting and I could see how it's it's it has some truth to it, but I don't I don't think that she has some kind of negative feelings towards her opponent, because mm-hmm. maybe her opponent doesn't want to be red, like she doesn't want to be communist. She just happens to be in the communist country, so I don't think Rose has any bad feelings towards her opponent or anything. It's just towards that whole communism thing um so i i support her for saying that um 
but I definitely want people to understand that it's not as a that they shouldn't take it in some kind of crazy way where we should make sure she's hated and she doesn't fight ever again because it's such a bad comment blah 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 no if, if it would have been something crazy crazy bad she probably would not have said it so um so yeah it's it's, it's not war for yeah. you it's just personal kind of feeling and opinion in opposed to um a declaration right. of any, anything yeah yeah and she's not gonna go burn places to prove her point that she's against communism or anything like that no she said one thing and that's it like there should not there should not be no outrage over it or if there is then it should not be too much over too much outrage either people should just make their points but they should not because right now it's like a big trend oh my god you say something oh we need to make sure you're fired we need to make sure your life is ruined it's like whoa do you even know what that person actually meant by saying that hundred thousand people listen to it and it's interpreted a hundred thousand different ways and neither one of them understands the way exactly what the person meant so um yeah people should not get work get too worked up about it i, th- I think you've put that all very well um so I, I don't particularly have a political view on that um and even if i do as i, I do try to ch- uh, keep to myself with it because as you mm-hmm. said it can be taken in different ways but um I think I think your answer is very mature about it, and um, I would hope that I I do see the other side of it as well. I see that Rose is on quite a high platform, and I do feel that a comment like that there is an element you need to approach something and and make sure you look at that and say, if I do this, there is there is going to be a backlash, um, and you have right. to weigh that up. So uh, it's nice to see someone like yourself having a view where it's it's more level-headed with it, and um, you're not not looking to do it for any issue not looking to do it for any sort of um controversy it's it's more looking at it and saying look try and see it i guess from more, more of an open picture so I, I i respect that as well um mm-hmm. thank you very much for obviously sharing that before we Absolutely. sign off with things mate uh friday night's event who do you fancy to win in the co-main and the main event because they're people you're going to have your eyes on um co-main event is Corey anderson right yes uh, I would have to give it to Quarry just because I haven't looked into the his opponent too much. Yep. Don't so listen. it's hard to tell. So if I would have to put my money on it, it would be Quarry. But honestly, it could go either way. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the main event... Nemkov and Davis. Uh, that's a tough one. Because they're both really, really good. <laughs> now... I guess I would say the champion, just because he already had a win. Um, but I think the gap between who might win, it's it's a bit smaller. Between Corey and the Russian guy, I feel it's definitely a little bit more Corey. Between the main event, I'm just a slight, a little bit more unsure. But I'll give it to Namkov. Lovely, mate. Well, look. Julius, thank you so much for joining us, especially so close to the fight night. And um, for those listening, Julius will be fighting on Friday. Um, and I believe you're closing the prelims. Definitely keep an eye out for him. It's going to be incredible. Oh, am I? I believe so. On Well, on, on the topology schedule, um, there is four fights. There's Feta, Ortega, and Desiree Yanez. You've got Hamasi and Daly, Anderson um, versus Dovletza, and you've got Davis and Nemkov. And under them, you are um, Milliard versus Angliscus. Huh. So... I would hope okay. 
I, I don't know exactly where you're going to be on it. Um, it can't be a guarantee yeah. with that, but I would hope that um, you are at least you're going to get some good good spotlight on you because, mate, you deserve it massively. And I can honestly say I will be backing you. Um, I cannot wait to see what the future holds for you, and uh, I'm confident that uh, the win's coming your way. Thank you so much. Pleasure, mate. Guys, that is all we have time for now with Julius. Thank you guys for tuning in to the MMA podcast. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe to us. And tune in next week for another hour of MMA greatness. I've been your host, Jake Jones. And just at one final time, thank you to Julius and Gliscus for joining us. Thank you for having me.